Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and you're listening to The Inside Connection, coming to you live from Los Angeles. It's this beautiful Wednesday, St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day to everybody. Christina Martin, happy St. Patty's Day to you. Oh, happy St. Patty's Day back. I know no one can see us, but we are both wearing green. We're both representing our Irish roots um, that go way far back. So, And I know a little bit later I'm going to have some cabbage and corned beef got to do the traditional maybe maybe a guinness we'll have a little fun too yeah or two or two (laughs) (laughs) yeah so no we you and i were before we were coming on the air we were talking about how this time of the year is uh pisces time so it certainly makes plenty of sense that St. Patrick's Day is all about drinking. <laughs> yep. Let's get let's get crazy. Let's get into um, being a little loosey goosey, shall we? Being a, being a little detached, being a little uh-huh. escaping. I always think of Pisces in a, in a nice way as kind of like a soap bubble. Dreamy, very dreamy. You know, like there's something very dreamy about Pisces. And I was telling you that I did this uh, class last night at Learn It Live about Mm -hmm. Mars, which Mm -hmm. was great. It was, it really went really nicely. And when I got to the um, people who have Mars and Pisces, those people were Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor, Bob Dylan, Bono. Van oh. Gogh, you mm-hmm. know, Billie Eilish, very dreamy, you know, dreamy people that are not easy to necessarily put your finger on, that, you right. know, that, that to pinpoint and say, yes, this is what this person is all about. You know, uh-huh. there's something a little bit elusive. You, you go in there to sort of touch it and it, and it disappears like mist, mm. you know, and that's part of the intrigue. Right. That's part of the I think the intrigue of Pisces is that it's not linear. It's not something uh-huh. that we're supposed to be able to put our finger on. It's something right. that's supposed to be like water, like deep water. And, yes. you know, do you ever swim down into deep water, jump out oh. of a boat? Do you ever jump out of a boat in the middle of the ocean? Sure. Sure. And I've only, swim you down. know. Do you ever, do you ever yes. try to swim down? Yes. So Yes, you get and out of you there. Get, you that's, go all the way, and you like go crazy. all the way down to the deep. And you, for me, it's like so exciting but terrifying because you yep. lose your sense of what's yeah. in front of you, what's below you. That's Pisces. You just know you're in a a dream state. Yeah, that's Pisces because you then look out into the deep, and you can't you can see, but you can't really see too too far. But you can mm-hmm. still see, like, there's a permea- permeability of sight underwater. Fascinating. Uh, 
that's Pisces. That's that realm. It's all kind of dissolved and floating and moving. And mm. there's nothing solid in, in, that, in that realm. And I know the title of our show is about imagination. Mm-hmm. Because imagination comes from that comes ah. from that ability to allow images and symbols mm. to emerge as mirrors of an internal dream space, right? That dreaminess. Pisces is all about dreaming. Mm-hmm. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. I think too, I mean, if we think about um, our dreams that we have, just uh the dreams that we have when we sleep, um, the feelings that we, we, you know, we get so connected, we, we wake up um, in a dream state or we, we wake up feeling a certain type of way, right? It always gives us a feeling, even though it's not real, we still feel it so deeply, These, the dreams at night and then also the symbology of dreams as well. I like that too, connecting back to what you were saying. If you're in water, you know, if you're a, a tidal wave comes over you, then you've got a lot of emotion in your real life. You know, it's that connection to the subconscious that's making its way to the front of your, the front of your conscious, the front of your brain. Right. Because the superconscious which is like the higher mind, like some people think of that as God, the superconscious, what we're capable of tapping into, the collective unconscious in the dream state doesn't speak English. You know, mm-hmm. It doesn't speak any language. It speaks mm-hmm. in symbols. Mm-hmm. And um, those symbols are universal, right? If you're, if you're being chased by a dark entity, right, that's universal. You don't have to yeah. speak any language to know that that's not good. Right. Yeah. If you're yeah. about to get swallowed up by a tidal wave, we, we all understand what that means, right? Washed away. Or if you find yourself falling. But it's the same also if you're in a kitchen, if you're in a hotel room, if you're on a yeah. staircase, if you're climbing up, if you're climbing down. All mm-hmm. of those are the symbols. And those musicians and artists that I just mentioned, as well as some of those great actresses, they they are able to take the symbology in imagery and language, right? Elton John is somebody that I just named. And you Mm. think about like Lucy in the sky with diamonds, this Mm. the whole song. It's all imagery. It's all Mm -hmm. imagery. Like none of it actually really makes any sense. But if you, if you pick it apart Mm. as a poem though, it's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Like as, as poetry, it's beautiful. And then it all becomes something that we can relate to or we can connect to. Connect. Exactly. Yeah. That's what Pisces is about is connecting to that, that higher level, that imagination, that, you know, sunny field where there's flowers and you feel so warm and you're picnicking with, you know, their loved Van ones. Van Gogh. Van Gogh is on ah, that list, right? Uh-huh. Where everything is, exaggerated or the colors are bright. Uh-huh. Yeah. Swirly. Conversation about imagination, I definitely see it in my in my child, you know, my my nine year old son. 
and the way in which he can take, you know, just a box of blocks, even at this age, and construct mm. something out of it, you know. Mm. Oh, I'm going to build this now, you know, and take just a bunch of blocks and build a castle and then build a chair and then, mm. like, do the the um, the square foot layout of our apartment with blocks, you know, and, and uh-huh. you're like, okay, you just built a castle and a car and a chair, and now you're doing like the floor plan of our apartment. <laughs> I find I find it so interesting just where that that imagination is going, and I always noticed it. I always noticed it. he could have taken a uh, a like paper towel roll on the inside of a paper towel and a stick and turned it into a vacuum and walked around like the, the living room carpet, like he was vacuuming up with a paper towel roll and making the vacuum noise. Now, right. so how did he take those two things and put them together and then in his mind, turn it into a vacuum cleaner? That's imagination. Yes. Yeah. Symbols. Beautiful. So. Symbols, right. right? It makes me think, it continues to even make me think of like famous symbols that we have, whether they're things like Mickey Mouse or... Um, right, because that becomes a symbol for a certain a certain thing. Obviously, not just a Walt Disney logo, but it becomes a symbol that people connect to, and that they're mm-hmm. able to somehow relate to, for some mm-hmm. reason or another. Whatever whatever right. it is that that energy speaks to us, we find it inside of ourselves. But still, it's in a dreamscape. It's not real, right? Mickey Mouse is not real. And great. Did I need to say that? Um, <laughs> We're talking about Pisces here. We have to we have to say, exactly. we have to emphatically state what is real and what is our fantasy. Yes, I love that. I was thinking too, like the Hello Kitty, you know, connecting to the, the cuteness, something small, something soft and vulnerable. We, you know, want to connect to that. And that is a symbol for for that inside of all of us, for the child inside of all of us, we all have it. Just don't really yes. speak words to it. Exactly. Adorable, big-eyed things, right? That's why yeah. we love babies. <laughs> yeah, you find this. You want to know an interesting um, anatomy fact? Here's oh, an amazing yeah. anatomy fact: the human eye is the only part of us that doesn't grow. So when you're a baby, you have the same size eyes as when you're an adult. So eyes in a baby are big, right? So like, Uh right, they're, they're, they're big. And so that's a part of what we connect with, like cuteness. And so puppies, it's the same thing, like puppies. And, and in that anime way, when they do like Hello Kitty or whatever, they've exaggerated that. They make the eyes. big eyes. Yes. Right? And, and it's because it's the human eye is the only thing. The brain gets bigger and the skull gets bigger and the nervous sure. system and obviously all your bones and all your skin. I mean, when you're yes. born, you're only like 22 inches and then you grow. And so obviously your skin gets bigger, your uh-huh. intestinal, you know, like canal gets bigger, all of that. Uh-huh. Everything gets bigger. Your ears get bigger. But, yep. you know, because you have little tiny baby ears when you're a baby, <laughs> your but nose? your eyeballs, they uh-huh. change size. That's um, so right? why we have to get a second set of teeth. Mm. 
They get bigger. We can't. Well, we can't have baby teeth. And if you see <laughs> a kid who's like in that transitional six or seven years old and their head is actually getting a lot bigger and they still have mm. those little tiny baby teeth, it does not look good. <laughs> it does not look good. You look at them and you're like, oh, no, not good. It's like, what do you have That's those correct. little tiny, tiny teeth in there, which looked super cute in a two-year-old. Sure, in a baby head, in a baby-sized head. Great. Yes. Yeah, that's a little funny to picture. <laughs> Down that Pisces road. Down that Pisces road. <laughs> Big-eyed creatures make us happy. Big-eyed oh, yeah. creatures make us feel that they're cute. So mm. cute. Yeah, I that's took, why we um, love those those monkeys, you know, whether it's like meerkats or or lemurs oh, yeah. or they, with, the, with the big eyes. We think they're so adorable. Bears. Animals uh, that have big eyes. Cows. Yes. We, lo- we yeah. love to, we, we think they're so cute and amazing. And soft and, and yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I remember too, I um, took a really great film class in college and it was a, uh, actually got mentioned in a couple different film classes and it was about um, uh, close-ups on the eyes in cinema and how that was a tactic that, um, you know, directors and producers and everybody uses in film, which is also a Pisces thing, this imagination, but getting close to someone's eye and, and seeing, you know, deep inside and feeling that connection and that, that big eye looking at you or looking at something and getting the feelings from that. It's always interesting. Yeah. I always notice it too now in film. Yeah, I have too. And that's also part, I think, of that imaginatory dreamscape is to be able to look into someone's eyes and then either project what we want them to be, you know, uh-huh. the way in projection, uh-huh. which I didn't think we would talk about this, but I think it's a good segue about Piscean projection and the way that Pisces is very able to um, be what it is that that you need them to be. Pisces is very good good at understanding what someone needs from them, and then they they can morph into that. There's a very chameleon-like Piscean energy um, where they they will transform themselves into what they think that they need for you to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I actually, I feel like I've been doing some readings for people lately where they've come, they've had strong Pisces in their charts and they've said, it just seems like people just think, you know, that I'm, that I'm the perfect person or this, that ideal almost that comes in that I'm just, you know, almost put on a pedestal and, you know, really I'm just a human. (laughs) So and a Pisces at that. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not Pisces. An imaginary (laughs) creature, yeah, an alien, or yes, a baby, (laughs) all of the above. So I think when I look at the the alignment of where the planets are today, and we can just sort of talk about that for a minute, that the sun and Mercury and Venus and Neptune are all in Pisces. You and I had brought up the chart of the moment, like the, yeah. the present time chart. Um, three of those planets, the Sun, Venus, and Neptune, are all super closely grouped together in astrology. It's called a stellium. 
That means three or more planets are in the same sign, grouped very close together. Uh, Mercury actually just went into Pisces a couple of days ago. There was some chance that I was going to, you know, make tonight's show about Mercury and Pisces. But I thought there was a broader thing to talk about, which had to do with the way in which this energy is part of our entire collective experience that Mm. we, we all speak a universal language of symbolism, which is why art speaks to us. That's why art Mm. music, art Mm. and music speak to us collectively. And it Mm -hmm. it could be um, uh, classical music even, right? Like there's, there's no reason why we can't find, a great emotional content in classical music, right? If you listen Hmm. to certain pieces, right? I was like thinking right now, like Vivaldi's Four Seasons, right? Something that's pretty common that people know. He wrote that so that each one of those movements would feel like summer, spring, fall, and winter. Or if you listen to George Winston's album, Winter, and the way that all it is is piano music, And yet it feels like snow falling on the ground. The piano, (sighs) piano, it's just played in such a way that you want to be sitting next to a fireplace while you're listening to it because it's so beautiful, soft, and delicate winter. It's definitely not the sound of spring. And Uh I know I'm just bringing up the seasonal analogy because I think that's very, um, I think that's very easy for us to connect with the truth of that. But beyond that, music itself is invoking, I mean, we all know that we cry, right? At certain pieces of music can make us cry. Sure. Exactly. And can make us get rowdy. Yes. Excitable and want to jump and dance around. Right. Right. So music is tapped into the collective experience also of the imagination that we have, right? Mm. It's not just simply the beat. It's the actual tones. Mm -hmm. And artists, I think, know that as well when they're making paintings or sculptures and fine art is that what they're drawing, painting, right? It's supposed to make you smile. It's supposed to make you horrified. It's supposed to make you want to go and throw up. You know, yeah. because you're 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 so like, oh my God, that's so hard to look at. Like that's what yes. great art is all about, is that it invokes a response, just like all acting. Great acting mm-hmm. is supposed mm-hmm. to make you feel, right, what the content is of the situation that the person is acting out. And great writing as well. Can't leave out the writers, because Pisces is very much about fiction. Creating stories, mm. storytelling. The imagery, the imagery that it can bring up, the imagery of the imagination. Yeah, all of that. I, I love that. I mean, when you're describing the seasons, I can just picture myself there. And, and two, I think there's something, there's something about it with um, perhaps like the connection to the past. Like we, it's like remembering something, you know, we remember um something from before and maybe we don't quite remember it exactly clearly but we remember the feeling that we have and we can remember the symbology or what was surrounding the situation you know I can maybe picture myself in a time when it was snowing somewhere but I can't tell you all the exact details and that feels very Pisces that ability to 
get there and mostly grasp it, but not quite. You can't see the clear edges. You can feel it and witness it and all that, but. Right. So yeah. it was interesting because I just pulled up this, um, you know, the old origin of this word, imagine and imagination. Mm. And it's so interesting because, of course, it starts off with the word image, which uh-huh. is the word picture. And you just said that picture yourself. You actually oh. just use the word picture. Uh-huh. And so imagination comes from image, which is the word picture. But imagine, right, imaginaire in French and Latin is the formation of an image that represents the self. Mm. So to right, that, that projection of who we think we are, that, symbol, that symbolism, right? That symbolism is is where imagination comes from. It's like mm-hmm. taking something and saying like, oh, I know what that is, right? Uh-huh. It's a, not a paper towel roll and a stick. It's a vacuum uh-huh. cleaner, you know? Uh-huh. Then he would pick it up, of course, and he would turn it into a telescope or whatever, like like a lot of kids would do. But, but that's something that's coming from inside. It's like one's self-understanding of the world around us. Ooh. Right. You can yeah. you can imagine what it is that you are. Right? Uh-huh. So if you're making a vacuum cleaner, then you are clean. Right. Or you like, uh-huh. you know, or you like creating order. If uh-huh. you're a, if you're making a telescope, you like seeing things from a distance or you're a spy, you know, <laughs> just these different kinds of things, because then, of course, imagination becomes imaginative play. Mhm, mhm, and then we can really explore, you know, ourselves through that, through that imaginative play. Correct. And being able to connect that with the creativity, being able to connect the water with the fire. Which which is interesting because right now we don't really have any fire, right? We we have a fireless right. chart. Um, right. We did just have the moon in Aries for a couple of days and mm-hmm. it is going to be spring. Happy spring to everyone. It's already the 18th in England. And um, so that's happening in just three days, last two and a half days, according to the sun. And that's pretty close by. We're going to go into Aries. But for right now, we're in a fireless chart. And we have been for a while, for what Mm. feels like way over two months, a fireless chart. Yes. It's going to shift pretty quick. All the Pisces planets will go into Aries and yeah and of course the well, moon hmm? yeah well i was going to say i mean we can feel that too i think at least for um the united states or i'm noticing too in california the the vaccine as an example that's you know being something that we're able to imagine about maybe right people are they're starting to actually get it but you know in a you know actual physical way but still not everyone has it but it it's coming and we can imagine our lives out of this we can um imagine the world picture the world uh from this we're using the vaccine as a symbol to um get out of covid (laughs) yeah collective healing collective safety Mm -hmm. right herd immunity it's not really lost on me, right? Herd immunity. It's like immune to danger. 
Mm -hmm. They're heard. The group of us is immune to this danger, which is super important because obviously we saw what happened when there was, you know, heard um, anxiety and heard fear. Yes. Collective herd fear was not a good thing. No, it was not. When we all collectively feel like we're in danger, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so, right. yeah, the fact that we're all well, moving towards that at some level of immunity amongst most of us and that that should create a new level of safety for a large number of people moving about on the planet is a good thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You would think that will pick up. You, you would think that yes. will pick up in Aries. Yeah. With our fire. Right. Yeah. But just like there'll be more passion directed at at that. And mm-hmm. right now, I think we're still in the dream. You know, the cold mm-hmm. weather, too. Mm-hmm. It's been cold across the whole country, right? We're having a very cold March and a very, really, like, sort of strong end to winter. It's been very cold here in Los Angeles. I know that it's been super cold in New York. I know that, you know, Denver just had two feet of snow, something crazy. Um, So, yeah, we had massive, you know, power outages and all of that in Texas from cold and it was cold in Florida. So, right. That energy, right. There is no fire. (laughs) None of the the planets are in fire. So there is no heat. (laughs) (laughs) Time to turn the heat on March the 21st. Maybe things will get a little bit warmer. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. March 21st, too, is, is the equinox, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's when the sun goes into Aries. Uh-huh. That's very nice. Yeah, so we're getting into yeah. getting ready for a shift. And Venus, and Venus, too, will go into Aries, I would think, pretty quickly, right? After, okay. after our sun, always following. Yeah, Venus goes into Aries right there. They go in together. The sun goes on the 21st. Venus goes on the 22nd. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So Venus is going to escort the sun into into Aries, which is kind of nice. Some bold. Right. Yeah. Some bold loving. Some bold level of loving. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm sure we will feel that way when we start to get to, you know, be able to hug our relatives. We're going to be aggressive well, we're about it. We're going to be able to hug each other. Yes. You know? Yeah. We'll be able to walk up and be like, hey, I'm vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? Yeah. Okay. So we can hug again because, you know, we're likely to not be carrying it and spreading it around. And even if we might have some mild version, the other person's vaccinated. So there's going to be a great new renaissance of um, I think a return to um, at least some measure of not being socially distant anymore. So we will be less afraid. I saw where Disneyland is opening on in April, late April, right. about a month from now, California Disneyland. And that to me is an indication that they're not so afraid that people are going to be coming in there and giving each other the virus or they're not afraid for their employees Mm-hmm. That's good. Right. Yeah, so, dispel some of the fear. Yeah. I think it's a good time to sort of, well, not only kind of make, conclude today's show episode, but to, to be concluding the winter. There are only three more days of the winter, technically. And mm-hmm. so April always sort of heralds in 
newness, something new, something fresh, some, you know, new reach into the unknown. So that's kind of nice. Last year, right around this same time, we were getting shut down. So our our journey into Aries had to do with something a lot more um, self-oriented and palpably mm. um, self-preserving. Ah, and and I yes. think we can go back to something more self-expressive. Beautiful, yeah. I mean, both both expressions of Aries, but this one's yeah. a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Dr. Yeah. Craig Martin, and I'm here with Christina Martin, and we come to you every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. You can find out more about us at sageofstars.com or losangelesastrologyschool.com, where if you want to learn more about studying astrology or the tarot, you can contact us and find out more. Otherwise, we're at Sage of Stars on Twitter and Instagram and all platforms. It's always nice to be here with you. Always nice to be here with you, Christina. I love to chat it up. I am so happy to be here, too. We had a really nice talk with Pisces tonight, so I hope everybody goes home and dreams the dreams, dreams the good dreams tonight. Sweet dreams, everybody. Sweet dreams. (laughs) Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.